Good afternoon, passengers. This is Captain Bot 6000. The time jumps they are changing. Have a nice flight. podcast my name is Aaron with me as always is my darling Cameron how are you doing today honey? I'm doing well how are you doing today changing changing <laughs> every day every just day. like just like we changed the podcast yeah just like we changed that's the theme of the day <laughs> we tricked y'all like little fairy folk like fey folk <laughs> <laughs> we changed the podcast no, we actually, um, we really wanted to do The Man Who Saw Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was an hour and a half long. Yeah. And I was afraid there wouldn't be enough there there. You right, know? right, right. I was just, uh, I was like, well, we're going to talk about how silly Orson Welles is or <laughs> overdramatic he yeah. is. And we're going to talk about some of the dumb prophecies that didn't come true, like Ted Kennedy didn't become president in 1984. Thank God. <laughs> but then I was like, what are we going to talk about? Probably Ahsoka or something. But yeah. I still want to watch it, but I was like, maybe not for like a full episode. Right. We'll watch it and then we'll talk about it in like a five minute spurt. 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, we'll probably say something about it. And then it. I'll make fun of Nostradamus and anybody who thinks they can predict the future. Exactly. Exactly. So. Because it's always so vague. I mean, if you went and watched it, I'm sure you don't regret it. <laughs> or I'm sure you're like, you f***ers. <laughs> you f***ers watched like a prestige TV show instead? Yeah. Yeah, apparently. you sure did. Apparently. Sure did. There was boobs and butts and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, he better be wearing a sock. <laughs> there was a lot. They showed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we kind of had a brief discussion about it. And this show is relatively new. Mm-hmm. It's on Apple TV and it's called The Changeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on a novel by Victor Laval, mm-hmm. who also does the narration for the show. Right. So I know Victor Laval. From his run on Sabretooth and the Exiles, Marvel comic. Oh, okay. uh, okay. And the Sabretooth miniseries, which are both pretty good. Okay. And when I saw he was involved in this, I was like, oh, I kind of want... I knew he was a novelist, Mm -hmm. so I was like, oh, this is cool, because, like, maybe I can kind of get an idea of, like, his other work that's not, like... Comic books. Comic books. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Um, Anything you want to talk about before we get dive into the changeling, before we take that turn? Do you want to talk about Ahsoka and the latest episode of that? Or... I don't remember it. That's a, always a great <laughs> sign for a TV show, right? When you... Oh, I do remember they're all getting their personality back finally. Yeah. And I think what pisses me the most off about live action shows these days, or just any show these days, uh-huh. is it takes about five episodes for anything to actually f***ing happen. Right, exactly. It's so boring. I'm sick of this mentality of quantity versus quality. Yes. And it has to be just a lot of shit. Yes. No, give me something good. Yeah, like tighten the story I don't care how short it is. I don't care how small it is. Mm -hmm. I want something good. Yeah. I'm sick of filler. Like if the Hardy Boys, as we are 
canonically in love with. Yeah, yeah. Had been made today. Well, I mean, I guess it is made today. Oh, it was boring as fuck. It would have, yeah, it was boring as fuck. Yeah. It would have taken them five episodes to get to the haunted house. Yeah. And, and what we watched, it didn't matter. Like we said last week, it's like, I don't even care how we got here. Because yeah. I'm on such a ride. Yeah. <laughs> that it doesn't even matter to me. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of my favorite movies and shows are like that. Yeah. Because, like, Star Wars is yeah. a great example. Just, like, this, the movie series. The mm-hmm. originals. I'm not talking about the sequels, and I'm not talking about the Solo and Rogue One, although they kind of fit in this, too. Is that you're so involved in the roller coaster of the movie, mm-hmm. you're not picking it apart. It's not Until like, you've watched it, like, until five or six times. You've watched it so much that yeah. you can quote it. Then uh, you're like, wait a minute. And then you're like, wait, this is silly, blah, blah, blah. And this is when you get <laughs> Robot Chicken to come in here right. and you're like... Three whole specials, like, where they make fun of all the dumb little God, things. I love Robot Chicken. You know, this is where yeah. Kevin Smith comes in, and he's like, hey, contractors would have died, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, that's where I want my entertainment to kind of be at. For mm-hmm. TV shows, I don't really need to see five episodes of setup and yeah. slow. Like, because you're not even really providing me with character too no. much. It's just They're like. just staring at things. It's like, we're, you know, they could have started it with. Her finding the map, which they do, Mm -hmm. and then the next scene after the title card being like, we're off to that planet, (laughs) and we could have found Ezra six episodes ago and started from there, which was essentially where we are five episodes later. Later, yeah. You know, like, we didn't need a lot of the other stuff. who gives a fuck about Mon Mothma? She is the most boring human (laughs) in the world i love how and disney they're like has, let's spend a good 20 minutes just watching her stare at things disney has gone all in on a character that has all of like two minutes of screen time <laughs> i want to see general Maydeen. he's like the tall drink of water the blonde guy with the beard <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, you know like we i want to see like a well i guess that's kind of what andor is supposed to be but he seems to be like the special ops guy right right let's do like a Star Wars spy show, but then it would take five episodes. Well, for that's that. fucking Andor, and he's boring as all hell. Yeah, like that's my problem with Andor. Andor, the only reason why he gets anything done is because he's in the right t- place at the right Every time. time. Yeah, he's not actually talented or good at anything. Again, again it's it's a, that quantity versus quality. Yeah. Like, let's make him good at his job. Let's <laughs> not. But instead, they have to find ways of, because they're filling it out so much. Mm-hmm. He just, he's like kind of just stumbles on stuff in yeah. an entire universe. He just happens to fall into these things. <laughs> so, force is mysterious, babe. I don't know. I, I, I think the, the chronic issue of our age in terms of media mm-hmm. <laughs> is pacing. Yes. Like, there's a quote I recently heard. It was from Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was on a, actually on a How Did This Get Made podcast when he was on. I don't remember which one. It was one of the ones he was on. I think it was uh, Fast and the Furious, but it doesn't matter. And he said that when he like first started writing, he was working with this producer guy, and they were arguing over something on the Green Hornet, the movie Green mm-hmm. Hornet that he was in, and they were like, "Does this make sense? Does this like is this logical?" Blah 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 blah. And this producer guy apparently slammed his hand on the desk, and he's like, "When it comes down to whether it makes sense or whether it's cool, cool always wins." <laughs> and like, yeah. Yeah, Just, but the example here is Green Hornet. Well, I mean, it's not a great example <laughs> I mean. in terms of, uh, I didn't think, that, I don't remember, I've seen it once. Right. Like 10 years ago, probably. I don't really remember much about it. I don't remember not hating it, but I get that mentality. You yeah. Always go with cool. 
Right. If you can. Like, don't worry about the little details. Yeah. Like, Starfield. Starfield's a great example of this. Uh-huh. Of the opposite. Yeah. They're doing things that make sense. They're trying to make it realistic. Yeah. This is science fiction. Yeah. I don't want reality in my space movie. Yeah. You I, know? Yeah. I, I want my fucking aliens. Well, like, and a great template, I think, for this is, well, since we're talking about Ahsoka, mm-hmm. is A New Hope. You know, Luke meets freaking Obi-Wan Kenobi, yeah. has one lightsaber lesson, <laughs> and 15 minutes later, Obi-Wan Kenobi is dead, yeah. and Luke is wrecked. <laughs> He's more wrecked about that than his aunt and uncle who raised him since he was a baby died. Yeah. And <laughs> we don't really, I mean, I'm questioning it now because I've watched the movie a million times, but like the flow of the thing is like, I get it. I don't need right. to we, have five episodes know. showing how... Well, I mean, upset like, they are. How upset they are. Even yeah. like Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan in A Phantom Menace, yeah. they have a little bit more time together. Well, mm-hmm. actually not that much because they do separate for a good portion of that movie. Yeah, they do. But, but we get they have a history. Yeah. Qui-Gon dies and we're like, okay, we I get this dynamic. I right. understand what's happening. I don't need five hours of seeing... Luke slowly trained with Obi-Wan Kenobi to yeah. understand that dynamic. Yeah, exactly. We just move it along. Yeah. And we get it. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, we can make fun of it later, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make it any less fun. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, we're in the latest episode of Ahsoka. Things are happening. Finally. Things are happening. I thought Thrawn was more... I, th- I thought he was good in the, his debut, but I thought he was even more him. Well, I happen to love it. When he found out Ahsoka was trained by Anakin. Yes. That Because you saw the look of, like, extreme concern. Yes. Cross his face. Yes. And then was like, she's going to be unpredictable and quite dangerous. She's going to be a problem. Yeah. And I was just like, yes, Anakin getting props. Yes. And if you've read the (laughs) Timothy Zahn Thrawn trilogy, the latest one. Yeah. He knows Anakin. He knows Anakin is Darth Vader. Yeah. He's like the only person who put it together. There's only like, what, three people who know? That's Ahsoka, Thrawn, and And the Emperor. Yeah, Palpatine. Yeah. Yeah. So that was awesome. And, and, you know, Obi-Wan. And Thrawn actually puts it together like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, fudge. Yeah. So that yeah. was cool. How did you feel about Anakin? Oh, sorry. Anakin. How do you feel about Anakin? Yeah. I don't think we've covered it on the podcast, have we? <laughs> <laughs> mm. How did you feel about Ezra and his reluctance to use a lightsaber? What do you think that is all about? Well, he hasn't been using a lightsaber for 10 years. And so, honestly, I think he's grown a closer to the Force, so now he just uses the Force to do all of his battling. Here's my theory about it as well. And I don't remember if he actually physically gives up his lightsaber mm. in the last episode of Rebels. I think he does. I think he actually does give it okay. to us, uh, I don't remember. Sabine. Like I said, I don't watch after Kanan dies. Right. We should probably watch it again. But I know... One of Ezra's things is he's always been connected to like the living creatures of the Force. That's yeah. why they're even there. Yeah. Is because he was the one who could talk to Pergil and be yeah, like... Yeah, exactly. He's very connected to So creatures. I think he doesn't really want to kill unless he has to. Right. I think that's where he's at now. So it's like, here's a weapon. And he's like... Mm-hmm. I mean, he does blast a couple of soldiers in the face. But like... Well, that's Ezra. But that's also... He's put in a position where it's like, okay, now it's between my friends and me. So I thought it was really cool to see a, a Jedi be like completely like, 
No, I'm just fully using the Force. Yeah. And they canonically made Luke Skywalker's Force Kick in Return of the Jedi <laughs> canon. <laughs> but Dave Filoni, he, he's crazy for that. I really wish they would have done better on the sound effects of the Force Kicks, because as it is, they looked really silly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Because then it'd be like, oh, we're hearing Force sounds. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like a Almost like a sonic <sighs> boom when yeah. you're moving the air or yeah. something like that. But it's like... It was kind of quiet. Yeah. So I wish the sound effects would have been better on that. Okay. Sound design issues. Yeah. yeah. Balin Skull was off doing his own weird God, thing. He's hilarious. Honestly, I'm going to follow that guy. I like him more wanna... and more now. <laughs> I wanna... And I'm really sad that that actor died because yeah. like, I... I, I want to know where he's going. He wants to find the beginning of the force, the source of the force. The source of the force. <laughs> And I want to know what that's about. Yeah. Like, I've, I've done all this other shit before, fighting yeah. an empire, yeah, bored. I, I mean, let's, yeah. let's find the source. Mm-hmm. That'll be interesting. I do like how, like, Thrawn was like, oh, your mercenary's not fighting. Great, thanks. Great. Great. That's awesome. This per- these people that you brought. That and I, that you, you're pay- paying. Yeah, that you you didn't say you were going to bring. <laughs> They're really screwing up my plans. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Appreciate that. Thanks, shitty Morgan. Uh, what did we? Who's what, a terrible night sister, by the way. She really is. I mean, awesome Claudia Black, though. Oh, Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like Morgan Els Elsbeth, I think is her name. Yeah. I think she's kind of like a sub night sister. Like not a full one, but she was working. She's that, not wearing like the. Yeah, but she was working makeup. that green magic though. I guess so. Maybe she's their like incognito night sister. Maybe, maybe. And nobody suspects. Well, hey, if we had started this. Five episodes ago, maybe we could have explored that a little bit more. But now, as it is, there's only one episode left, and we're probably not going to find out. Anyway, God, they focus on all the wrong things, I feel like. God. Much like this show today. Uh, Yeah. Oh, right. The show we watched today. um, Before we do that, uh, Lower Decks. Lower Decks, still awesome. Still awesome. Oh, and and there's... A new Expedition X. I was about to say. Oh, my God. The first two episodes were terrifying. I don't believe in ghosts. We don't. Guys. We don't believe in ghosts. I want to. Um, I want to make that certain. And I certainly don't believe in ghost animals. And I yeah. do not believe in ghost inanimate objects. Yeah. Like yeah. there's not a ghost bell. The bell did not die and have unfinished <laughs> business on Earth. Okay. That didn't happen. Exactly. Ghosts shouldn't have clothes. No. No, they shouldn't. Ah, <laughs> uh, but there was some really weird shit happening at Eloise Asylum. And I don't, I don't like the evidence. I, it was. I don't like this. It was. This is a, a kind of messing with my belief system a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm, I still haven't uh, processed it. Considering how much the show is predicated on, like, we're going to debunk yeah. this stuff. Yeah. Like, we have one believer, we mm-hmm. have a Mulder and a Scully, classic. Classic. Du- dual. <laughs> but the stuff that they were actually capturing on film. Yeah. And the fact that they were trying to, like, recreate it. Yeah. But not getting that same result from, like, shadows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was uh, interesting. I thought it was cool. It I was thought... interesting. And, of course, you know, you're already in a really shitty t- uh, setting. Oh, yeah. They're in and a... They're in a um, in, Eloise a, Asylum. It was horrifying. Asylum where, like, lots of people died. It was very, very bad. Yeah. And I remember when the show started, I was like, mm-hmm. well, if any place is haunted, it's got to be this one. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what Josh Gates says. He's like, if anything is haunted, it's going to be this place. Yeah, and you know what? It's something weird. And the guy who bought the asylum for a dollar for a dollar was like, if you don't believe, spend one night here, you will believe. Yeah, and he's like, we don't, we don't hang out here when it gets dark. Yeah, we're gone. 
Yeah. <laughs> they have it's they have a ghost called the Creeper. Oh. They got a ghost called the Choker. I don't I don't like it because he did actually attack Jessica Chobot, which I don't like. And I know she wasn't acting. No, no, no. Like no, no. I trust her to be real. Yeah. Yeah, she believes in this crazy shit. Yeah. But I do trust her to be real. Yeah, I don't think she would I trust her experiences. I would be very shocked to find out, like, they were, like... Making the shit up. Making stuff up. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they are. I don't know. I but doubt it. I don't think so, though, because they have episodes that are, like... It's, like, it's clearly... They debunk yeah, it. They're just they like, no, it, no, this, this was, like, a balloon this that was flying. This was dry flying. ice. Yeah, like, they... Yeah. If they wanted to do it, they would do it. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I don't know. It was a good episode, though. I should watch... You the, should it watch was it. a two-parter. You should watch it. I think it's season six mm-hmm. is what we're on now. Yeah, season six. Yeah. And, I mean, even if you don't believe in any of it, it's still fun. It's still fun. I mean, that place does exist. It has a history of creepy crap happening there. Yeah. Like, I mean, like... More than just old rickety sounds. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's what I like about, like, Unsolved or Ghost Files now, Mm. where they do the same same duo of a believer and a a skeptic, and you hear a sound. Yeah, but they haven't really gotten anything that's caused me to question anything no not at all not at all i mean the one thing i did like in the i don't remember if it was ghost files or unsolved is where they're in like a i think a a prison Mm -hmm. and they hear a loud noise Mm -hmm. and shane the skeptic is like huh that was weird and then they go look and they find out that there's a vent slamming open and closed yeah Yeah. but but shane points out he's like had we not seen that you would have been like it's ghosts for the rest of your life you would have told everyone you heard a ghost yeah so, yeah, you know. Oh, and we watched uh, latest Lower Decks mm-hmm. uh, with Talon. I think is her name. Talin. 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 She's the, awesome. The, the new Vulcan yeah. on the show. Um, it was good. I think that covers everything. Um. Yeah, I think so. Right. I think so. I don't right? know that we've watched. Anything. Oh yeah, we have only murders in the building. One. It's episode Mabel. Left. It is Mabel. No, she didn't kill him the first time. I honestly thought it was Cliff trying to poison his mother. Yeah. yeah. And Ben accidentally got mm-hmm. it because he was always after those cookies. Yeah. But it, you know, it was. Okay. Okay. <laughs> if you have any interest in watching Only Murders yeah. in the Building and you have not caught up to the latest episode, yeah. I urge you to maybe fast forward. A couple minutes on our podcast or stop mm-hmm. listening and but go watch it. But it's definitely Mabel. This entire season is about protecting your family. It's a mother. It was specifically ones. mothers. Specifically mothers and their kids. And their kids. And in this episode. Mabel has a dream in which she has triplets and her triplets are the two olds and her podcast. Yes. The reveal. So that was very heavy handed. Again, one, <laughs> one, one last spoiler warning here, guys. Mm-hmm. The reveal at the end of the penultimate episode is that. What's her name? What's. Cliff's mom. Cliff's mom. You know, the ones that Donna. I want to say it's Donna, but that doesn't sound right. Mm. She poisoned Ben yeah. because their preview shows were getting panned specifically because of Ben's ben. acting. Yeah. And so she didn't want her son to be like blacklisted on Broadway yeah. because of this. So she was like, I'm going to kill him. So the show will stop. Yeah. And that's why she's been kind of preventing it. The problem with that is it is the penultimate episode. And it was a very unclimactic reveal which tells me we have a very climactic reveal and also everybody brushes away that he actually died being pushed down yeah everybody's like oh whoever poisoned him they killed him both times but what it's not man I've been saying it from the beginning it was fucking Mabel and one thing that someone says directly to Mabel and I believe the first episode Mm -hmm. is uh, I think Steve Martin 
says to Mabel mm -hmm. is, well, we couldn't have done a podcast on it anyway because he didn't die in the building. Yeah. So she has her opportunity. Mm -hmm. She pushes him down the, the thing. Now crash. the murder is in the building. Mm -hmm. She can blame the murder on the person who originally tried yeah. to kill him. Yeah. Because, like, we blame her. And that way she gets her olds. She gets her podcast. She's protecting her children. And she even says in this latest episode that this is exactly what she wants. Exactly. It, yeah, as we find out also it's her 30th birthday. And they're like, oh, you didn't tell us. And she's like, this is what I want to do. I yeah. want to solve murders with my olds. Yeah. That's all I want. And do this podcast. That's mm -hmm. all I want to do. Yeah. It's... I just want to say that you can go back on our podcast oh, from yeah. the first episode of this season and that we called it. Mm -hmm. so well, I've been calling Mabel a serial killer since for a season while, one. For a while, for a while. Yeah. So, okay. End of spoilers, I think. End of spoilers. I don't okay. think there's any others. Okay. So, yeah. Maybe in the description of this week's podcast, I'll put mm -hmm. a little disclaimer in there. But right. I think we've warmed people enough. Oh, yeah. Anyway. So this week, we, like I said, we watched The Changeling. It's a new show. It's on Apple TV, if you mm -hmm. have it. Do you want to give us a show synopsis for oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah. What is the show synopsis? Set in an alternate New York. Is it? Oh, is it? I, I didn't get that at all. See, I wrote that down, and I was like, there is nothing in this show to no. imply it's not our world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I need, if you wanted to do that, I need something to show, like, hey, the taxis fly or something, yeah. you know, like, or uh, cats fly. Or, or why does everything have to fly? Oh, why or is there's, my like, alternate steampunk universe? stuff or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Set in an alternate New York, apparently. Mm -hmm. A father and husband searches through a magical world for his abducted son and missing wife. And this goes back, I'm going to say the show synopsis, goes back to what we were just talking about in terms of pacing and everything. Mm -hmm. We have seen nothing of nothing an alternate of universe. No. We have not had an abducted wife or child nope. yet, but that's what the show is about. Wow, well, I had no idea. Well, it says to me, we need to see that in the first mm -hmm. episode. The episode synopsis is First Comes Love. A bookseller from Queens meets a librarian from Virginia. They fall in love, marry, have a baby, and trigger an unimaginable series of events. Sure. Okay, that's not actually what happens. Uh, two dudes stalk women in order to impregnate them. In terms of trying to normalize stalking as a... As yeah. A... Uh, the, the moral of the story here in episode one is do not date that persistent asshole. You will have a bad time. Yes. There is no good for you. There is you. no good coming out of that relationship. None. That should be the moral, not, oh, how romantic is this? I, yeah, I, so the show is structured as a fairy tale. Victor Laval doesn't literally start off with once upon a time, but essentially he says once upon a time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so you have to think of it in that terms. This is a fairy tale story. Right. And I think the love... <laughs> of this is very much kissing you, a dead woman in you, the woods. You, yes, <laughs> you have to to in, in order to enjoy like fairy tale romances, mm -hmm. and in order to enjoy even old Hollywood romances, mm. you have to believe that the love they are expressing is sincere and meant to be. Yeah, it's meant to be. You have right. to buy into that conceit. From the beginning. Yeah. Otherwise, everything they are doing is creep-tastic. Oh, my God. It's so fucking terrifying. I was like, oh, I know the real horror of this. Yeah. The romance. Yeah. When you, <laughs> when, when you, or for most people, I believe, when you watch, like, Beauty and the Beast. Right. 
as a kid, mm-hmm. you buy into it. You're like, okay, yeah, she's there and they're in love now. Like she sees inside right. of him and it's right. cool. It's only when you get older that you start picking up part where you're like, he's entrapped her. Right. He's right. holding her it's hostage. Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, she he's like forcing this on her and right. that's wrong. Right. Or the little mermaid. You have to buy Eric is loving her for who she is, even though she can't speak and express herself. Right. You have to believe that this is meant to be. Meant to be. Otherwise, she's getting her legs for no reason. So when you are a child watching it, and I'm not saying it's good that it's not good for a kid to see that. No. And because I was thinking that when I, we were watching the change thing, I'm like, this is why you get these incel fuckers mm-hmm. who. Like I, there was a a couple of years ago, there was a video of a guy who was like just stalking this woman, Ugh. and he was like, "But we we're meant to be." And like these cops had to eventually be like, "Dude, she does not want to see you. She's put out a restraining order. You need to leave her alone." And he's like, "But she, but we're meant to be, and she just needs to see that." Jesus so I need to be here. That's how the men, both men, the mm-hmm. father and the son, yeah. are portrayed in the show. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this show has done a good enough job. Mm-hmm. Of showing how bad that mentality is. Either to show how bad that mentality is Mm -hmm. or how this is meant to be. I'm just buying into the goodness of these people. Right. Because there's enough off Mm -hmm. about both of the men. Yeah. That it's creepy. Yeah. It's not good. No. So um, anyway, we'll get more into that, I'm sure. Uh, This is starring Victor Laval as the narrator. Lakeith Stanfield as Apollo. The God Apollo. Clark Bacco as Emma, and Adina Porter as Lillian. Mm-hmm. This was released September 8th, 2023. The number one song was that dumb rich man, North of Richmond, North Richmond song. That, like, all... It's like this some rando dude who, like, all the Republicans were like, he's singing about anti-lefty... Oh, was he uh, the and, dude singing about, like, uh, if you don't like it, don't listen to it, but yet he's part of Ban Everything? Mm, I don't know that much about it. Okay. I, I, he's just some random dude who wrote this song that's like, keep out of my life, government. And the Republicans are like, yeah, that's right. And then he was like, no, I'm talking about you, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny. Like, they, they, they thought he was like doing like radical left. He yeah. was against the radical left. Democrats he, keep but away. he's like, like no. no, man, you too. But yeah, he's like, no I'm government, not, bitch. He's not against, he's against <laughs> the radical left, quote unquote. But he's also against the far right, too. Yeah, like, yeah. he's, like, a s- radical centrist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it, But it was just really funny because they were all like, yeah, he's singing for us. And he's like, no, I'm talking about you, too, assholes. <laughs> uh, the number one movie was The Nun 2. What were your uh, expectations for The Changeling? Yet another predictable and ultimately stupid horror movie that will actually be fun to watch. Okay. But it's not fun to watch. I'll get into that. Um <laughs> <laughs> I said, first-rate mystery, intriguing fantasy land. The pacing is off. Yeah, always Boom. with the pacing. I could leave pacing the pacing. Pacing is terrible. I could leave the pacing is off as my last five syllables of yeah. every haiku, and I will always be right. You'll always nail it. Yep, because it's quantity, not quality. Yep, yep. So it's like that with everything. I mean, God. the one good thing I'll say about pacing in this show is I saw that it was forty-nine minutes, and I was happy to see it. <laughs> because a lot of these streaming shows, they have, I think that's part of the pacing problem mm-hmm. in TV shows. The problem with pay, uh, with streaming shows, especially ones that are commercial free, mm-hmm. is like they've been given this breath mm-hmm. to tell their story. I think 
commercial breaks, like uh, act breaks, mm-hmm. is what essentially commercial breaks mm-hmm. achieve, is it keeps a structure to the show. Right. That it forces you to make edits. Mm-hmm. And those edits help tighten everything up. Yeah. Like, either you're forced to, like, I got to, like, express this thought in fewer words. Mm-hmm. Or I'm like. Or I have to cut all of this staring at things. Oh, yeah. I don't really need this much. <laughs> Ahsoka turning circular balls. I could, <laughs> I, I only needed the one. Right. We got it. Yeah. We didn't need three more no. to take up five minutes. Yeah. Like, we got it. So 49 minutes made me feel a little happy because I'm like, okay. It, you, sometimes these things are like an hour and seven minutes. And it's right. like, why an hour and seven minutes? And then next mm-hmm. episode's 38 minutes. And yeah. It's just willy-nilly. I like a good structure. There's a reason for a three-act mm-hmm. structure. Yeah. This show did not have a three-act structure. No, no, it didn't. <laughs> um, and the the next thing that it has right off the top is so many time jumps. Mm. Time jumps on time jumps. I've I've come, I made this analogy before, but like <laughs> I don't know why it's a movie that sticks in my brain. But it's like Funny Farm. When Chevy Chase gives his wife his, like, first right. draft to read, and she's like, there's, like, six time jumps, and I think there's a flash sideways <laughs> yeah. in there. Within five minutes yeah. of the show, we go from 1850 mm-hmm. to 2010 mm-hmm. to 1968 mm-hmm. to 1977. Yeah. And then to 1992. Yes. I don't think that, uh, well, the 1850, 2010, 1968, that's definitely within five minutes. Yeah. Within 10 minutes, we're in 1977, and then all of a sudden, we're in 1992. Yeah. <laughs> and then there are scenes where, broad, well, I can't really give a broad outline of the plot yet mm-hmm. because there's no structure to it. Yeah. This is really like the first act of something. Yes. Uh, but there's a part of the, the story where Apollo is having dreams of his father mm-hmm. when he was a kid. And at yeah. this point, he's already... Uh, established, has he established a relationship? <laughs> because what happens is he wakes up from this dream and he's alone in bed. Yeah. And then his he girlfriend. He wakes up from the dream and his girlfriend's there. And they talk about the dream. And then and, he wakes up from the dream and he's alone in bed. But I don't even but think, I don't think those were dreams. To... I don't think those were dreams. I think that was a flashback. Yeah. I, I'm of like, when is... he was having a dream and she was there. Yeah. I'm like, he woke up from a dream and then flashbacked to a time well then I was like is this before he's met her or after he's met her yeah is he flashing back to a time when they were together because she moves to Brazil at some point mm-hmm. so he woke up from the dream and apparently takes new flashback <laughs> yeah <laughs> whatever that had to do with those conversations were wild I have stuff to talk about on that one okay. too okay so he wakes up from the dream, flashes back to a time when he had that dream and was telling his girlfriend about it, then flashes back to present where he's also having the dream. The same dream. And it goes back and forth where she's in bed and not in bed with him in the same scene. Yeah. And I do not know where we are in space and time yeah. because the rest of the show is obsessive of telling us time and date. Yes. But this scene does not. And you said at one point, is she real? <laughs> and that's a fair question at that point right because it's like is she real is he is this all in her head is he waking up from this dream and he has this imaginary girlfriend that he tells his problems to but we're supposed to realize she's not actually there yeah that's not a problem with the writing necessarily that's a problem with editing yeah yeah 
I don't know what's happening. And the show also starts off with a, oh, I guess that ties in again. The show starts <laughs> off with a ship from Norway. Yeah, because that's his ancestor. And a, oh, that's his father's ancestor. Yes. Okay. And now we know that her nude photos are also in Norway. That's yes. how those tie together. Yes. Because until that happened, that whole Norway thing went nowhere. It made no sense. Norway went nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> we are in 2010. And we have Lakeith and Apollo. I'm sorry. I'm going to call He needs to be called Apollo because it's very important to the plot. Yeah. Because like every five minutes, he calls himself the god Apollo. The god. I am the god Apollo. Yeah. He calls himself that every five minutes. Everyone in this show is extra. Oh, my God. Everybody They're is crazy. on a level <laughs> that I do not have. Yeah. And everyone treats it, I think they are supposed to be extra. I think right. it is supposed to be dramatic and like this right. is a story and we want big characters. But for, but for some of the side characters to be that extra, it didn't make any sense. No. Like I, main characters, fine. Yeah, they're your main characters. They're going to be extra. Well, That's fine. We, we, want, we want them to be because otherwise they're boring. Exactly. But like there are side characters who, hey, you're making her wishes come true. Did you know that she took nude photos in Norway? You're great. That Wait, what? was crazy. What are you talking about? Okay. <laughs> okay. That conversation was wild, guys, and I'm not doing it justice, but it was wild. And I don't understand its linear progression. It, it, it is a character who comes in in the last 10 minutes of the show yeah. With zero introduction. Yeah, I don't know. I don't who know. She who, is. I don't know. I thought she was a friend of his wife, mm-hmm. and then that. Oh, now I think it's his sister, Apollo's sister. But no, no Apollo doesn't have a he sister. He doesn't have a sister. So I still don't know who that person. I is. I don't know who she is, and why was he buying her an expensive meal that he clearly can't afford? That he clearly can't afford. I don't. Ugh. Okay. 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 So the show starts off, and Apollo is in a library. An unhoused person comes into this library mm-hmm. screaming about how he has a dire emergency. And the librarian, I, I already forgot her name. It's Emma. Is it Emma? Mm-hmm. Yes, you are correct. Emma. She diffuses the situation, sends the man off to the bathroom. Right. And then Apollo comes after the situation He's is like, over. like, I was going to help you out. And it's like, well, the time to do that was when the guy was yeah. here. Not after I've already. And he's like, looks like you already handled it. It's She's like, like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Please leave. Yeah. <laughs> so then he's like, I want to ask you out on a date. Yeah. And she's like, no. Yeah. Flat out, no. Mm-hmm. Now, she says later, she says no because she was going to Brazil. She should have said that yeah. then. Like, no, I can't date anybody now, just in case because I'm going to live in Brazil for a while. I know. I'm not saying that. It's not her fault. You don't. Yeah. Do, no one is owed yeah, an, an explanation. explanation. If it's no, it's no. That's it. But I'm just saying if a man is being persistent to you. And the honest God's truth is I'm leaving the country for I don't know how long. If you really don't want him to bother you, just say that. Just say that. Just say, no, I'm actually leaving the country. You don't say Brazil. You don't even have to give details. Just be like, honestly, I'm leaving the country soon. And I don't want to get involved. He has nowhere to go from there. Exactly. So no matter how much he wants it, Mm -hmm. he has literally nowhere to go. (laughs) But she doesn't say that. Stop stringing him along by smiling when you say no. Yeah, just say no. Men are stupid. I, I'm not, I, I don't want it to sound like we are blaming her. Oh, fuck no. No, absolutely not. But what we find out from the narrator mm-hmm. is, well, Apollo wasn't the type of person who was going to take no. Let me tell you why. Oh, gross. 
what we find out is his father was a cop, right? No, he was a parole officer. He was a parole officer. Mm -hmm. And his mother was um, an immigrant from... uh, Did they ever tell where in Africa she was from? I didn't see it. Mm -hmm. I I don't want to be reductive. I don't want to say, like, from the country of Africa. (laughs) I know it wasn't that. I just don't know what part of Africa she was from. And maybe I missed it, but she she's an immigrant. It's 1968. Mm-hmm. The garbage strikes are happening in New York. I thought this show did a really good job of showing New York as kind of gross. Oh, it was disgusting. <laughs> it turns out she's working at a modeling agency, but really the guy is doing money laundering, mm-hmm. and he gets her fired. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, like, I don't even know. Even with a money... Well, I guess the I do boss, understand. Yeah, the boss fires her because the parole officer kept coming around to flirt with her. To flirt with her. And so he was like, you know what? You're going to bring extra heat on me. You're fired. Yeah. Like, at first, they don't explain that right away. Yeah. Where he's like, you're fired because he's coming in too often. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's a bullshit reason. But then, like, literally right away, they're like, he was laundering money. This yeah. is a whole thing. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah. He didn't yeah. want this cop or parole officer. Yeah, hanging around. Hanging around. Clearly. Yeah. But she's mad because she lost her job because it paid well. Now yeah. she's got a job that makes half as much money. Mm-hmm. She's in an apartment that's half the size. Yeah. Um, and he's like, well, want to go out with me anyway? And she's like, no. No. And <laughs> cut to 1977. And we find out that this man has been stalking her. Mm-hmm. And Victor Laval says, some people might call it stalking. And it's like. Everybody would call it stalking. stalking. For nine years, nearly a decade. Nine years he's been asking her out. He's been waiting outside of her house, asking her out. Disgusting. It's insane. And they go to Rocky. Again, like. Ladies, this is red flag. Red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. This is not romance. And again, so stop I, it. I understand what it's doing in the sense of a fairy tale, but it's problematic in real life to be like, it's okay for you to like stand outside of this woman's apartment every day for a decade. It is not okay. It is not okay. It is not okay. I think it puts into people's minds, this is what real romance is. Yeah. Romance is big gestures and no. all this stuff. And it's like, really, it's not. Really, it's fucking not. But for whatever reason, eventually she is worn down to the point that she goes to see Rocky with him. But not before they go to dinner. We find out he does not drink. Yeah. And then he's all like, let's have babies before they've even gone on a date. Both he and Apollo, Apollo are like, let's have babies. First date. First date. <laughs> but, but what was crazy to me about the father's first date was she's like, tell me about yourself. And he's like, uh... I don't know. Uh, And he's like, I wasn't expecting that question. I'm like, you've been wanting a date with this woman for 10 years, and you have not thought of a single thing to talk about on your date? Okay, for 10 years. No, because he's obsessed. There's a difference. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. For 10 years, you've had the opportunity to have this date, or you've wanted this date, and the best you could come up with was dinner and a movie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and when conversation came up, you had zero questions mm-hmm. prepared for her. Well, because he's so obsessed, he knows he everything. He probably knows everything. He's been probably using his contacts down on the force, <laughs> finding out every little damn thing about her. She, he's God. probably like, I've taken you to your favorite God, restaurant. because I put out a straining order so fucking fast. I see you go here every month. So I went here, and I know that you <laughs> really like Sylvester Stallone for whatever reason, because he wasn't famous at this point. Maybe you saw his porn. I, I don't know. But anyway... 
but yeah, th- but this is intercut with Apollo and Emma's first date, in which Apollo also is like, I want babies. All I want are babies. Yeah. She has turned him down six times. She finally gets a first date with him. And he's like, she's like, what do you want to be when you grow up, 33-year-old man? <laughs> and he's like, a father. I don't care how many. One, two, a million. I want babies. Will you breed with me? <laughs> Guys, it's crazy. Like, there's like certain things you don't do on a first date. Right, right. And one of the things you don't do is like, hey, lady, breed with me. <laughs> Wanna breed? <laughs> I mean, on the one hand, I guess it's like good to be like, okay. That's where you are. <laughs> you know, I'm not there yet. Well, I'm not there yet. But then again, this is a man who stalked me at my place of business until I finally relented uh. on a date. So I don't know. Like, I I don't know that I can just say, like, I'm not there yet because now I'm afraid this guy's a rapist. <laughs> anyway, it's terrifying. It's not looking good for our hero, guys. Yeah. There's big quotes that you didn't see when I said that. Yeah. Then... She says, this is after six times of him turning, uh, sorry, let's get our timeline straight. Mm-hmm. Apollo and Emma are present day yeah. in 2010. Um, <laughs> our present day couple, they've had dinner because he's just as original as his father. Doesn't take her to a movie though. <laughs> no, no. And they're walking down an alley and this is when he's telling her, all I want to be is a father. Mm-hmm. Everything else in my life is secondary to that. This is a lot to put on you, I understand. And she says, you know, the reason why I didn't go out or say yes to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think this is supposed to say, hey, I was attracted to you. Right. I do like you. I just, I'm moving to Brazil. Right. I do not know when I'm coming back. Mm-hmm. And this is like one of many moments of just off-putting shit. Yeah. Where he screams in the middle of the night. I am the god Apollo, and I forbid you to go to Brazil. No, I command you to stay. I command you to stay. Yeah. Try that with me, bitch. (laughs) I... (laughs) I don't know if it's supposed to be a joke. I think it was supposed to be a joke, but I think it's um... supposed to feel... But lighthearted. It did, but it didn't feel funny to me. I think it, I think that it came off very creepy. Creepy. I think what we're supposed to see in their relationship is a very fun, fun lighthearted, lighthearted, mm-hmm. very casual like we're yeah. just joking around. Yeah. Like this is fun. But the heaviness mm-hmm. of the tone of the show right. makes that not work. Right, exactly. You know, there. I saw a quote from Jordan Peele recently. He did uh, Get Out, mm-hmm. and he did Up. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, Us. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not Up. That's yeah. different. <laughs> that, that's tragic. That's enough. another terrifying But show. he says that he was quoted as saying, I think, reputedly, from the internet. Maybe he didn't say this. The only difference between a horror movie and a comedy is the music. Yeah, true. And <laughs> true. I think that is present here. Yes, it's so heavy. Everything, the way it's saturated and everything way everything is done mm-hmm. is so serious that when the characters are trying to inject the levity in, yeah. it comes off off-putting rather than with the levity it's supposed Funny. to have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So instead... It's you, disturbing. So instead of saying, I am the god of Apollo and I command you to stay, and it's like, ha, ha, ha. Even the actress's laugh in that scene is very, ha, ha, ha. Forced. Yeah, like... It, it is, feels 
forced. forced. And I don't know if that's intentional Mm -hmm. or not. Yeah. And I think that's a problem with the show. I can't tell what's intentional, Mm -hmm. like when I'm supposed to feel off. Like, I think I'm supposed to like this guy, but he really is putting off some vibes that I don't like. Yeah. Yeah. Creepy vibes. She goes to Brazil. And do you know why she's going to Brazil? Just to go hiking? No, I, th- I think um, <laughs> it feels like... she wants to travel all over is what she says in their first date. Okay, okay, okay. So I missed that. Yeah. Because in their first date, she also talks about how her family died yeah. when she was five. And But how they died doesn't matter. And how they died doesn't matter. And then she's... She conveniently buries that. And then she asks him, tell me about your parents. And his, he says... One sad story is enough for a first date. And I'm like, well, it is important for you to share. And perhaps, like, yeah. if you have, like, a shared trauma, that's something you could talk about. Yeah, exactly. But you can be evasive. So you ask me about my trauma. Mm-hmm. But when I ask you about your trauma, yeah, but do you do I really to... want to tell you my dad walked out on me because he's this weird blue guy who keeps abducting me in my dreams? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I mean... Maybe we should talk about it. Why would you say that on a first day? I can understand burying that. Well, well, she could say, uh, let's critique their date, first of all. (laughs) That table was way too small. (laughs) Um, She says, my parents died when I was five. He doesn't have to go into the, I think my father's a changeling, a fey folk. (laughs) He could say, my father left me when I was about the same age. Mm -hmm. That's it. Do you want to talk anymore? No, that's okay. Mm-hmm. We don't need to. We don't. It's a first date. We don't need to get too into it tonight. But right. like, or you could say, I understand what it's like. I mean, I don't understand what it's like to necessarily lose to death. Parents, right, right. But I also lost a parent when I was young. Yeah. That's well, a, something you can actually build a relationship on. Yeah, Instead, yeah. this guy fucking evades. He says to her, share your trauma, but I'm not going to share mine. <laughs> <laughs> so whilst in Brazil, mm-hmm. she's hiking. Because this is what she does. She is told, we are told later. Not to go to a lagoon. And she goes to that lagoon. And what's at that fucking lagoon? Some wall-eyed witch. A witch. Yeah, she has one blue eye. Mm -hmm. And she says... She's the only cool-looking character in this show. She really is. Uh, She is... Okay. And the fact... We don't find out until later when she returns to New York that she was told not to go to this lagoon. But so you are in a strange, let's just say, uh, not strange country, but let's say a different country, a Mm -hmm. country that is not your own. Yeah. And you're staying with a family, I guess. And they're like, don't go to this side of town. Yeah, I'm not going to that side of town. But you're like, I'm going to that side of town. No. And then the first thing you see when you go to that fucking side of town is a witch. (laughs) (laughs) What do you do? Approach the witch, obviously. And the witch beckons you closer (laughs) to the waterfall. Do you go? No. No. You turn around and you walk out of there. It doesn't matter if you believe in magic or not. You leave. I'm getting vibes. <laughs> I live my life on vibes. And I was told not to come here. Oops. Went here anyway. Yeah. I'm leaving here now. Yes. Like, ooh, the waterfall's pretty. I'm leaving this situation. <laughs> so the the without turning the, the, the witch, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, I don't know what she is called. A sorceress, I think. A sorceress. I think it is sorceress because... She is Be- later described because as Because that weird conversation with whoever Michelle is. <laughs> I think her name was Lillian. Michelle. I think that is Lillian. No, Lillian's her, his mom. 
Then who is that woman? Michelle. Okay, Michelle Mabel. Okay. And I don't know who she is. We don't know what I her think, relationship is. I think her name is. was Michelle. It, it honestly doesn't really matter, but like. Because like, this was such a random conversation. She's like, you're making her wishes come true, just like the red string said. But now the third one, she took a nude photo while she was there. <laughs> and this Norwegian put it up in an art gallery, and she looked like a sorceress. Now the third witch is. We will never find out with that third witch, but we're jumping ahead a little bit. So the, the, the witch at the waterfall, the waterfall witch. Says to her, "You will. I will grant you three wishes. Yeah. I don't know We're why. We're making this sound way more interesting than it is. It, this, but you, the pace is glacial. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so just be aware, the cl- pace is glacial. I think the story could be good, but the the pace well, is so slow. Well, I said one of my notes is I said this actually twice. I would like to read the book." Yeah, I bet the book's really good. Because I think a lot of the things that we're criticizing mm-hmm. might be expounded upon in the book. I think we might get Apollo as more of a carefree spirit or Emma yeah, as a carefree spirit yeah. when we have the breath of Paige to right. delve into that. And I know we we just said earlier in this podcast, skip a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but not like this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the witch says, I don't know why the witch... What has she done for this witch? Usually in fairy tales, you have to do something for the witch, witch yeah, to get it. Yeah, she probably sold her child. Boom. Yeah. Her firstborn, yes? I I think there's more to the conversation we haven't heard yet. Yeah. She's given a red string. Because you told, always give, Rapun- uh, not Rapunzel, but uh, Rumpelstiltskin your firstborn. Yes. And, and I think that's who she is. I think, I think you might be right. Yeah. She gets this red string and she says, do not cut. Do not cut this red string. Let it fall off naturally when it yeah. does your three wishes will come true. Mm-hmm. She comes back to New York. She and calls Apollo a- says, well, I'm the god Apollo, and cuts it. Boom. Boom. And I could not think of more of a violation yeah. in my life. Yep. Because, like, whether Emma believes fully in this witch or not, she has kept this friendship bracelet. For of- six months, apparently. For six months. It's been on her wrist for six months. So whether she fully believes it or not, she believes it enough that she's keeping it. And this dude... First thing, doesn't even hesitate, doesn't even doesn't have a Doesn't ask her nothing, just takes it and cuts he it. He pulls out a knife and cuts it. Yeah. Now, I think, again, from a fairy tale perspective, I think we're supposed to see Apollo as a hubristic hero. Like yeah. Odysseus. I defy Poseidon. Right. And now it's going to take me 10 years of journeying to yeah. get home to my wife and kids. And the, we get the Greekness of it. Right. However, he comes off like a creep. Not like, like an asshole. Like a complete asshole. Yeah. There's nothing nice about it. There, mm-hmm. He's just like, well, here we go. Snap. Yep. And I'm like. I was like, this is so rude. This is so rude. Like I said, it felt to me like a violation. Yeah. And apparently, now we can jump to the dinner. Yeah. They go to this dinner. Now they are married. Mm-hmm. They have a baby. She's pregnant. You got a bun in the oven. Mm-hmm. Why are we going to this restaurant? Is I, my question. I don't know. It's a suit and tie, very expensive Not restaurant. E- well, this is what was weird to me. It wasn't even a Thai restaurant. But you have to at least it, it wear a jacket. You had dinner to wear a, jacket. Di- a dinner jacket. Yeah. So he rolls up in there in a white Hanes tee and a leather jacket, and the guy's like, "No, you got to wear a, like, dinner a dinner jacket." They sit down. He looks at the menu, and the the entrees are like seventy five dollars an entree. And I'm like, why are you here except to impress Michelle? If that's her name. If that is her name. (laughs) Who the show does not give us any context of who she is. I don't know who she is. Because she's not Emma's sister. No. As far as I can tell. Is she not? 
Because She's then, not then a why are they sister. why are they having the doula conversation then this late in the stage? Well, they're having a lot of conversations about sexes of child and child names. Yeah. Like I mean, like this baby's ready to set the pop. Yeah, and they haven't even figured out a name for the baby and they don't even know the gender. That's wild. It's wild. I can they want to do a natural birth, so I can kind of go with them on the gender Right. Not like, finding out what that is. Like But or, you should have names ready. Prepped and ready to go. Prepped and ready to go. Preferably an, a name that's uh, asexual that could go Dude, with anything. we figured out Jake's name an hour after finding out I was yeah. pregnant. Hunter was a little bit more difficult. That pregnancy was a nightmare. <laughs> that, that, that pregnancy was its own thing. Yeah, it was its own thing. But yeah, so the show drops us into this expensive restaurant with this woman. What we know about our characters at this point mm-hmm. is he is a bookseller. Mm-hmm. She is a librarian. They do not make much money. No. So the only reason why they would be going to this restaurant is for Michelle, but the show does not take the time to tell us who she is. Yeah. I guess she she has to be of some relation to Emma because Emma has told her what her three wishes are. Yes. And, and Emma has told her three wish story to her. Yes. And told the whole story to her. Yeah. And that is where you were saying the first wish was a husband. Yeah. A good man. A good husband. The second wish was a baby. Yeah. Which is weird because she didn't really seem interested in babies before. No. Or she would have stayed with him. Rumpelstiltskin needs that baby. Yeah. And then the third wish, this is how it literally, Aaron went over this, but we'll do it again. Just Mm -hmm. because it's important to understand how crazy this scene is. (laughs) She's like, in the third wishes, she posed nude for a Norwegian (laughs) photographer while she was in Brazil. And that nude photograph is in Norway. And it's like, I thought you were telling me the third wish. And she looked like a sorceress. And she looked. And and what's his name? Apollo's like, what are. What are you talking what about? Are you so talk- who's this Norwegian photographer? No, you're not paying attention. She looked like a sorceress. She looked like a sorceress. And like I, when she said that point, at that point, I'm like, well, I don't want to sound like a perv and be like, I need to see that nude photograph. But I need <laughs> to see that the, she looks like a sorceress. Like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? Are her eyes on fire? What like, What are you trying I to say here? What What are you talking about, lady? Yeah, because she says, like, and it's a long story. She it's even more than we're putting into it, that she was with this Norwegian photographer. They found a warehouse in the jungle. Yeah. (laughs) The man leaves to go pee. Yeah. She takes his camera, sets the timer, takes off all her clothes, takes a sorceress photo, (laughs) leaves it in the camera roll, the guy goes home, I guess, to to his gallery and and develops it. And he's like, this is a cool photo of this woman. And and she's like, and it's still there to this day. And it's like, well, it's only been like a year, a like few months. a few months. Like, like I don't. Okay, and this was before we're married, so I don't fucking care. Like why? Do, and what does this have to and do? And what with does the this three have to wishes? do with the third wish? And this is stupid, lady. Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? And <laughs> it's not like, okay. Sorry, I, this might run long, guys. This is running longer than the show, but the more I think about it, the more crazy, especially this conversation. This is the crux of the whole fucking show. I kind of want our listeners just to watch for this conversation so they can explain to me what the fuck this conversation is. But, like, here's the crazy thing about it. The wishes are banal. <laughs> it's not like she's like, I wish for a Ferrari as a <laughs> librarian, and I wish for a pig that can poop gold, mm-hmm. and... We don't find out what the third... Like, her wishes are a husband and a baby. Yeah, you can get those anywhere. So there's no necessarily a correlation between wishes coming true unless we know that she has some issue with 
relationship commitment issue right or she uh, cannot have babies maybe right. like then it's like oh wow well this mm-hmm. wish seems to be coming true because i'm yeah. not supposed to be able to have babies right but i'm pregnant yeah yeah exactly then it's a wish coming true mm-hmm. but it's such a basic thing it's like you had three wishes your first wish was you'll have a good night's sleep <laughs> your second wish is you'll have breakfast Whoa. now so now that we have a pattern of wishes coming true. Look the at third the wish. Look at the new photo. <laughs> like, wait, what? Wait, what are you talking about? What are you about? talking about? No. These are not crazy wishes. <laughs> so it's not like, like, so if the third wish, whatever you're trying to set up here with her naked sorcerer photo <laughs> is crazy, there's no reason to believe it's going to come true because the other things weren't crazy. Does that make sense? I have no idea what that conversation was about. And it's the only part of that show that was interesting. <laughs> Because it made no sense. And of course, right when she's about to reveal what the third wish is, she, uh, she goes into labor. Emma goes into labor. Emma goes into labor. And I, at first, because, man, okay, so they're at this expensive restaurant. I don't understand what was going on with this relationship at this point. Right. Because Michelle, we don't know if that's her name. Yeah. Orders whatever asterisk she order, Michelle. orders. She <laughs> asterisk. Michelle with an asterisk. <laughs> Michelle with an asterisk orders whatever she orders, and like Apollo's like, that's a $75 plate. Mumbling, but loud enough to be heard. Yeah. And then his wife orders whatever she orders, and he's like, whew. Yeah. That's expensive. And then it comes to him to order, and he goes, I'll have bread. I'll just have more bread. And I'm like, I don't think that's how you handle that situation. First of all, you shouldn't be at that restaurant. Yeah. Why are you there? Who is this woman? Like, why are you there? And why haven't you and your wife discussed your financial situation? Your financial situation. If you have, if you're having financial problems, yeah. why is your wife ordering an eighty dollar dish? I don't know. This doesn't make any kind of like sense. Like it, see, it feels like the situation is. I know we got to wrap this up. Yeah, we do. Uh, I feel like the situation is we want to impress Michelle with an asterisk, <laughs> but but only by doing also, a home natural birth though. We want to impress her that we can go to these expensive restaurants, too. But I am a bookseller, and she is a librarian. We do not make very much money. We live in New York. We have limited funds. Why are we going to this restaurant? Who is Michelle? Who is the biggest mystery of this fucking show is who is Michelle, and why do we care? And why does she care about a nude sorcerer photo? Why? And... She has not seen... Wait, has she seen the photo? Apparently, yeah. She was like, this new photo, she she looks like a sorcerer. So, like, because, like, again, okay, so Emma had to have this conversation. Oh, my God. This (laughs) this scene lasts, like, three minutes, guys. And we are going to spend another hour talking about it. Because it's wild. Emma was like, okay, I had three wishes. Husband, boom, done. Pregnant, donezo. Now, my nude sorcerer photo. Here, check it out. Here's the gallery. (laughs) His name was Sven, and <laughs> like, and she showed the photo, and so, right. what does the photo have to do? Okay, 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 okay. Okay, you're, okay. you're figuring it out? Okay, here's my theory. Okay. Her third wish is to become a sorceress, because she took this photo by herself, she looked like a sorceress, and so like, you have to understand she wants to be a sorceress. She's proud of this photo, and so now she's becoming an evil sorceress. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, she goes into labor. I thought she might have been going into labor to get him out of the bill. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was expecting her to be like, no, it's okay, honey. I saw you were upset about how expensive right. things were, and I wanted to get you out of there with saving face. 
Right. Uh, but again, I would never have put myself in that situation. Yeah, I don't understand what's I guess saying. I don't care about impressing people enough to be like, I'm going to go to the expensive <laughs> restaurant without discussing it with my wife. Yeah. Oh, I would murder you. Yeah. If you haven't discussed something expensive with me, it's kind of like all those Christmas commercials where the dude's like, yeah. here's a new car. Be like, fuck you. You yeah. don't get to make these kinds of big, expensive decisions without me. Yeah. If you want to buy a new razor, fine. I don't yeah. fucking care. Yeah. But, like, you come with something expensive. No, no, no. We are discussing it. I guess the most, un- I guess what I'm saying is the most unbelievable part <laughs> of this fantasy show is this guy <laughs> and this this man and wife arranged to meet their Miss Michelle with an asterisk <laughs> at a restaurant in the era of the internet. Yeah. Without any knowledge of how expensive that restaurant is, Mm -hmm. the dress code of that restaurant, anything. They just showed up and were like, dressed like they're going to Burger King. Yep. And they're like, oh, but by the way, this place is super expensive. There was no discussion. (laughs) They had no conversation about this. It's wild. And when it is a, apparently it is a problem. Yeah. Like, I can see it if it's like, it's expensive. Going to a restaurant, which is $75 a plate, would be expensive, obviously, for us. I guess if you are in that situation, you just pay it and be like, well, that's fucking suck. That was expensive. But you just kind of pay it and do it. Right. Unless you really don't have those funds. Unless you yeah. are really like, that is going to like bounce our checking account. Yeah. If we go here. And if that's the case, have the conversation. We can't go here. Yeah, exactly. And, and if we do go here, then why the fuck are you ordering the $75 plate? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. Uh, whatever. She, she Wrap it up. She she goes into labor. They get into the subway. She gives birth on the dirty ass floor Ugh, of the subway disgusting. with a bunch of break dancers who are about to serve them. <laughs> and it had the classic TV pregnancy where she pops that baby out and she's fucking right as rain. Oh, she's totally fine. Not getting any infection from that no, dirty ass floor. No, no infection to be had. <laughs> he did Hardly s- any blood or poop or anything. He yeah, did- that's right, guys. Yeah. When you're giving birth, you poop everywhere. Yeah, these are the things that people don't tell you. And you pee everywhere. I think... And there's blood and mucus and all sorts of gross-ass fluids. I thought for sure you would never have sex with me again after I gave birth. <laughs> <laughs> Little did you know! Um, it was terrifying. <laughs> they, um... I think that there should be a subway protocol of some kind of health person on, not necessarily a doctor, but maybe like a, a resident that has to spend once a week on the subways. Well, or my thing was, why was the conductor so like shocked? I feel this like is, this has to happen. This city has millions of people in it. Exactly. This has to happen a lot. There has to be some sort of protocol set up for people. And he's giving... like, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll call it EMT. But it's going to take a while. Okay. Oh, sorry. Because what happens also, not only does she give birth on the dirty floor of the But she uses subway. her sorceress power to kill the electricity. Yeah. So the, the, the train stops. Yeah. So they're stuck in the tunnel. Yeah, yeah. They, there's a sign that says, when you believe in things you don't understand. You suffer. And I was really trying to parse that one out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't really understand. Like, I don't know I, what that means. I guess I don't. I, I believe I don't understand. I don't. What does that mean? I don't know. It, it's one of those <laughs> turns of phrases that sounds profound, but it's not. It's just confusing. Like how can I? I have to in order to understand something, I have to learn about it. And if I'm learning about it, I have to sort of believe in it, right? I don't know. I don't know what it means. So, it really does sound like 
Ignorance is bliss, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's that's where the show ends. Mm-hmm. Like I said, nothing really happens. No. I want to I want to stress. I think this is an interesting show. In green light, red light. Fix the pacing, and I might watch it. And also Am- fix the so-called levity. Amber light. <laughs> Amber light. Yeah. Take I, it slow. <laughs> take it slow or take it fast. Or take it fast. <laughs> but you, you got to make a decision. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, like, I feel like this would have been like a good movie because then they could have tightened it up a lot more. Tightened it up. Uh, but as it is, it's too slow. This, this first whole, this first whole episode, again, pacing, guys. Yeah. This first whole episode could easily have been done in a five-minute, like... Montage. Montage. Oh, yeah. It would have been great. You could have done everything. Everything that happened, Mm -hmm. you could have done in five minutes. And because you would have cut so much, you would have cut out some of the creepiness of the vibes. Yes, exactly. You You would have made the relationship feel meant to be rather than super creepy. Yeah. Like, like, because we're glossing over a little bit of stuff. Yeah. Like, if you just say in a sentence, she said no... But we were meant to be. But we were meant to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could say it just like that. Just like that. We're excising mm-hmm. how many times he tried and how much he was stalking her at her place yes. of business. Yes. Okay, I believe you. It was meant to be. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, sure. Whatever. She didn't want to at first, but that was because she was going to Brazil. But it was meant to be. Yes. Boom. Exactly. Boom. There Not you go. creepy. Not creepy. Honestly, if you've seen, I know you haven't. Mm. If you've seen the show Servant on Apple Plus, <laughs> it has that kind of same feel to it. Servant has four seasons. I've seen three and a half. I in, it's a show I intend to finish, mm. but I never really liked it. But I'm kind of like, okay, I kind of keep going right, so with it. So that's kind of what the changeling is. Like, yeah. I think I might actually keep watching this. Oh, okay. But I think I want to read the book first. Right. All right. Because I be really... like, well, here, this this makes more sense in the book. This is who Michelle yeah. Asterisk is. This is what right. is going on here. This is. They're, they're they're really not this creepy, you know. Yeah. Like it, like, okay. and then I can watch it with like kind of fresh eyes and be like, oh, okay, I get it. You know, gotcha, I understand okay. what's going on. But as it stands, I'm amber leaning towards red. <laughs> you're really gonna need to step on the gas. Yeah, you're gonna need to figure this out. We're gonna skip reviews this time mm-hmm. because we're running light. We, we're <laughs> speaking of pacing and timing. Our show has been all over the map in terms of timing, so I apologize for that. I ultimately, regarding the changeling, just I agree 100% with you. I think people should watch the first episode. (laughs) Just watch it. I think some people will like it and be intrigued and want to see more. And I think some people will say, that's enough for me. Right. I I, I don't think it's a clear, again. Tell me what's going on in that conversation with Michelle Asterisk at that expensive restaurant. Tell me what the f*** is happening. Email me. Because <laughs> I really have no idea what that conversation was even about. I I don't either. I do, I, I don't know. I, I was very confused. Like I was right there until you're focusing on the wrong thing. She looked like a sorceress. Yeah. Wait, what the fuck? And if she has a picture, she showed you this picture, yeah. like from the guy. Like, presumably, there is pictures online mm-hmm. of this at this Norwegian. Like, Show him the picture. It just didn't make sense. That conversation didn't make sense. We gotta stop talking One more thing about the conversation. Oh, no. That was just crazy. Oh, no. It's just a crazy part of the conversation. It's like they're having a relatively normal dinner conversation, con- conversation yeah. and the, they're you know expensive food. The waiters come. And then Emma's like, I got to see a man about a horse. <laughs> and she gets up and leaves. And as soon as she's out of earshot, Michelle with an asterisk is like, so I got to tell you. Like, <laughs> so let me tell you the secret. 
We'll blame it on the booze. Yeah, she's like, I gotta tell someone. I gotta blame it on the booze. And again, I don't know who you are. <laughs> are you her best friend or something? I don't know. Like with all the time, I don't you remember. Spent... I don't remember seeing Michelle at their wedding. Yeah, I don't. There, I, with all the time you've taken in this show, if you had just had one scene, there's one scene in 1992. No, no, no. I think it's earlier than that. Where Apollo's mother is at work and her boss drops off a book. It's yeah. really sweet. It's really sweet she knows... they have a book collection for him. Yeah, because he likes books and yeah. she likes giving books. It's adorable. It's really cute and it's really sweet. This yeah. show is, it's not bad, yeah. but like he puts it off. Like, but that was enough to show something. It was a boom. Yeah. Like if there had just been one shot of maybe Emma at the library and Michelle is someone who works there. I don't know. Or, or, or something. Like, I don't know. She wouldn't work there, though, because she took him to this expensive restaurant. Clearly, Michelle has money. Well, the thing is, why are they even in the same circle, then? Are they college friends? It feels like it's supposed to be a relative of some sort, but I don't know where that... Re- okay, but, you know what? I'm stopping. I can't. I can't anymore. Stop the conversation about the conversation. <laughs> I am officially moving on. I have to move on. I can't. Because that was wild. It's wild. And like, I think we're putting way more on it than like, if you, you, people watching is probably like, what the fuck, it's a big deal. I don't know. It it was a big deal, guys. It was wild. It's big to me. It didn't make sense. It did not make sense. You know what does make sense? Piloting the pilots that has a crazy time thing with our own show <laughs> uh, releases each Tuesday can be found on iTunes SoundCloud and wherever fine podcasts can be found feel free to contact us pilotingthepilots at gmail.com we would love to hear from you watch that conversation guys just watch the conversation just watch just watch the fucking conversation just, you know what just watch it just watch just the whole watch, show watch it'll it. feel good for Halloween that's what I'm saying yeah, just, 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 that's what I'm saying like, everyone should just watch it just watch it if you've watched Silo if you watch Servant <laughs> It's another Apple TV show. Yeah, it's in that same vein. It's like, it's like God, Apple has an aesthetic. Yeah, they have an aesthetic. In fact, I was like, those fonts look similar. It's, yeah, it's yeah. very in-house. But um, next week, we will be traveling from New York City mm-hmm. to France Ooh. with one Daryl Dixon the Walking Dead. Oh, God. Yes, let's ream it. Because, oh, my God, guys. I'm going in with a bad attitude right from the start. I already know it's going to be bullshit. What? They're French zombies? I can't understand them Do they anyway. walk around with a baguette <laughs> and a, a cigarette? The <laughs> zombies have parade and like the mime stripes. You got zombie mimes. <gasps> Let me see a zombie mime. La brains. La tets. La tets. La tets. If I don't see a zombie mime, I'm going to be so he's smoking, disappointed. He's smoking and, he's and smoking. smoke comes out of like his chest cavity or something. <laughs> you got to have those dumb black and white shirts. They have those little, uh, what are they, concertinas? Yeah. Little... <laughs> I better see the Eiffel fucking Tower toppled. Oh, the, it's going to be. Because those like zombies love tearing down those buildings. <laughs> they love tearing down buildings. Yeah, fuck it. I already know I'm going to hate it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to watch it. With that and attitude. And we're going to give it a zero. Zero. And I want to see some one-star reviews. <laughs> these, precious... walk, these Walking Dead fans are ravenous. <laughs> walking Dead fans. Man. Guys. Get over yourself. You've had 10 years of zombies. Get over it. Get what, over like, it. The, the French zombies are different? What? 
<laughs> anyway, we're so we're gonna watch that next week. So uh, I think the first episode is free on Amazon Prime, if I understand this correctly. Cool. So uh, if you have Amazon Prime, I guess watch it. I don't know. Excellent. All right. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.